The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly. Sort your mobile plan now with NetSpeed on Gold Sport. Oh, so many interesting things happening in the UK. Joining us from TalkSport UK, it's Russell Hargraves. Morning, Russ. Very good morning to you, sir. How are you? Oh, look, very, very well, thank you. Oh, you've probably got a list of a shop, like a shopping list. Where do we start? Let's start with rugby, shall we? And Eddie Jones gets the DCM. He does. Seven years at the helm. And, yeah, I think the talk on Eddie is, is how do you assess those seven years? Superstar. Don't forget that he took over, Brian, after the, the low of England being the first ever host nation to crash out of a World Cup at the group stage. I mean, that was just horrific at Twickenham. I'll never forget covering that. And he picked up the pieces from there, won a Grand Slam, won another title, had a bit of a dip, got us to a World Cup final, won another Six Nations, had a massive dip. So when you look at it, and ultimately that's three titles, a World Cup final, we won an Autumn Nations Cup in a COVID year as well. There have been some highs, and a 73% win record percentage-wise is the highest of any England head coach ever. So that's very good. But ultimately, just the way it's unraveled the last couple of years, we've talked about it so much. So much that England have lacked in terms of direction, shape, a real purpose moving forward. And that lack of consistency of selection of tactics, you name it, it's cost him. And also at times, not with me, but just the way he has been with the media, with his employers, some of the things that he said, the people he's rubbed up the wrong way. It's all come back to haunt him. And maybe we should not have re-signed him for that second cycle. Maybe he's a one-cycle coach, just like Jose Mourinho, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but maybe 2019 World Cup final was the time to have said thank you, Eddie, and not gone big on that second contract. Who'd mm, be a coach? So Steve Borthwick now likely to come in longer term. Would that be right? Yes, but they've got to thrash out the deal because Steve Borthwick is the former England captain, former assistant to Eddie, and a guy who's done very well with Leicester Tigers. Big club here, rock bottom of the Premiership and all sorts of trouble when he took over and then led them to last year's title. Fantastic coach, but again, quite workmanlike in his approach, very structured, relies on kind of high fitness levels, meticulous preparation. We're not talking the pizzazz, the excitement that maybe somebody like, dare I say, Scott Robertson would bring to the table. Is he kind of Eddie Mark II? Because they got on really well, and he's one of the few assistants that Eddie didn't fall out with, and they actually stayed in good touch. And you just wonder if he comes in, what will change? Personnel-wise, he's got to bring in some new assistants. We're hearing Kevin Sinfield, the rugby league legend, could be part of that, which would be exciting. We'll wait and see. But the RFU, they've got to pay Eddie off about £800,000, which isn't awful. It's a one-year contract. Uh, And in terms of Borthwick, we don't know, but certainly a a seven-figure sum. At least they've got to come to that deal with Leicester. Mm. So we'll watch it. And just quickly in the meanwhile, I don't think Robertson's coming unless this all implodes and and things change. I think he's safe on your part of the world for a while longer. Uh, But until it's sorted, Richard Cockrell, forwards coach for England, former Leicester director of rugby, former premiership winner, he's in caretaker charge. But that will not be for the long term. I'm sure that's just for now till this gets sorted. And we should go across the border, touch on Warren Gatland returning to Wales, replacing Wayne Pivak. Yeah, so, I mean, when we talked last week, I said, didn't I, that Pivak's had much less to work with than Eddie Jones. So, Eddie, I think, has wasted a lot of the talent at his disposal, and we can look back and think what might have been had he got things better. Pivak, so many players are either injured over the hill, there's the odd glimmering hope coming through youth-wise, but not that much. I feel sorry for Wayne. Really nice bloke whenever I've spent time with him. Just a nice human, humble, engaging guy. But ultimately, his record was just dire, wasn't it? England lost 
six matches yeah. this calendar year. He lost nine, uh, and it was just going nowhere. And Warren Gatland, to have the opportunity for him to leave the Chiefs, where I know it's not exactly been brilliant. His time with the Lions last time out in South Africa wasn't brilliant either. So to have him as almost a gun for hire and to slot back in makes a lot of sense. What will be interesting is, I think the world of rugby is adapted since Warren Gatland was at his very best. I just think you've got teams like France, like Ireland, who are just, you know, they play off the cuff. They're attacking. They're, they're quite intriguing in how they play. Is Warren's style going to be able to cope with that and with these personnel? As he said, he's taken the risk to put his legacy back on the line. Wonderfully successful with three Grand Slams, two World Cup semi-finals. First time, he's decided to come back. How will this go? I can't mm. wait to see. But at least Wales have got a permanent man in. England are not there yet. So you can say in one sense, moving a day earlier, I don't think they beat England to Gatland. I don't think that was ever going to happen personally, but a few other people hold a different view there. It's going to be an interesting nine months towards the World Cup. Right, this is where I should be playing. It's coming home. Uh, England <laughs> at the World Cup, but France. Ooh, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Yes, Saturday night here in the UK. I can't wait. The world's champions, as they are, of course, from last time, up against an England team, as who, as you know, got to the European Championship finals. And what better trans-manche, trans-channel slow showdown could you have than England versus France? I mean, Kylian Mbappe has been absolutely fantastic for the French. Olivier Giroud, evergreen, beating Henri's record at the age of mid-30s. Absolutely incredible. That team, despite some injuries, has been really, really strong. It's going to be by far England's biggest test but despite a ropey first 30 minutes against Senegal off that England really found their feet well taken goals certainly plenty of momentum there the whole Raheem Sterling going home because of this burglary has been a setback we hope that he gets back sooner rather than later but England is simmering nicely don't get me wrong and Gareth Southgate still hasn't lost a game at any major tournament only of course lost the Euros at the final on penalties when it comes to big games his record so far is, is nigh on impeccable, but my God, this will be a huge test. Our half of the draw, of course, Brian, aided potentially by Spain going out today. Still mm. going to get past France. See what happens, of course, in Portugal against Switzerland in a few minutes too. But if we can get over that hurdle, if, 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 is it opening up slightly? I don't want to count my chickens. No, uh, and I'll just we'll wrap up with the, the cricket. An amazing last couple of overs, England against the Pakistanis. Bears ball, you'd have to absolutely love it. Wasn't the field placement incredible? Oh, I just loved it. I just loved the short pitch bowling. As you say, the rotation and the ballsiness of some of that field placing, oh. I totally agree. And going at six and a half and over as well for, you know, 600-odd runs in that first innings, keeping up something similar to break records in the second as well. Incredible on such a docile wicket where England in Pakistan, where they've not played for a long old time, even despite that, have got such a poor record. To go there, win that match, and just have the bravery to make that declaration and get it over the line was absolutely fabulous to still two more tests to go but yet again it's only once backfired in one test so far passport every other time it's come up smelling of roses that can't go on forever we know that but crikey ben stokes outstanding some of the lads with the bat absolutely great great stories plenty of them white ball specialists guys have been jettisoned coming back veteran bowlers like jimmy delivering just absolutely great very very impressed with that and uh, big thumbs up to the cricket big thumbs up to the football the rugby a very very different matter yeah, absolutely. All right, here's a little bit of a song to go out to. It's, it's coming home. So well. Russell, nice to chat, mate. We'll talk again next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Actually, I won't because I've got alcohol issues. 13 away from 8 o'clock, it's Gold Sport and the Country Sport Breakfast. We're off to Canterbury next with Rob Cope Williams. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.